It has been a minute. It's been like a whole bunch of minutes. It's been a few minutes, yeah. Well, it always seems like this time of year we have a hard time transitioning from summer stuff to back to reality of school and everything. Yeah, because you get to go take fun vacations and (laughs) I get to be super lazy. Yeah. Well, so it just seems like this time of year we tend to do these top 10 things. So we decided, hey, let's just make it a thing where we do a top 10 show every year around this time. So here we are. Hello, everybody. Welcome to That's So Original Podcast. I am Kelly, and I am here with my friend Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. How's it going? Uh, It is going. It's going. Um, I'm not going to ask you what you've been watching. Because we're getting ready to talk about it. Well, I mean, I have a top 10 and then I have a different what I've been watching. (laughs) What are you talking about? This is like not even two lists. I'll just tell you what I've been watching in the last two days. And it was I Just Killed My Father on Netflix, which I know you just finished. I finished like not even five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, And I thought it was excellent. It's directed by Sky... Borgman, I think is how you say that, who also did Abducted in Plain Sight and Girl in the Picture. So she is a pretty well-known documentarian, and I thought it was excellent, as I have thought all of her films series were. And then I started, finally, The Umbrella Academy last night. I am almost done with episode two. I'm meh about it because I don't like new characters, and I certainly don't like, like, seven new characters. They don't hang around very long. (sighs) Oh, good. I was really glad to get rid of one of them there in the first episode. I was like, good, great, let's keep going. Bye-bye. I still wasn't, like super charmed by this series but by or by this series by this season but by the end I was kind of into it I don't know Allison is the worst that's all I'm gonna say about that is I hate her <laughs> she's gross okay. anywho all right well okay tell me about your watching list well on my list I watched a lot of documentaries and you missed one that you also watched because Kelly actually watched something I suggested hey look at that what uh, train wreck colon woodstock 99 yes i watched that yesterday good lord if you're a 90s kids like us total nostalgia terrifying to watch Mm -hmm. um but yeah i watched part of it with my kids and they're like what the fuck (laughs) and i was like yeah this was not normal of our generation but here we were why is it like that it seems like kind of more like acceptable now did you i mean back then that was like oh my gosh these people are crazy but then like a lot of the same kind of shit has happened since then yeah i can agree with that i mean not in this magnitude right the the sheer number of people i couldn't get past a quarter of a million people i couldn't get past that number that is just unfathomable to me to cram all into this airstrip essentially Oh my god. It it just made me claustrophobic watching yeah. it. Yeah, it's it terrible. made me um hate men. Uh, oh yeah. Even more than I already I'm kidding. Men mostly Yeah, I don't and I don't normally okay, hate but, men. I have a, like a house full of them. But this was like a terrifying situation as a woman, like mm-hmm. made me scared for women in general. But yeah, I watched that. Oh, I watched that a couple weeks ago. Um we're both, oh, there's another one. We're also watching American Horror Stories. We both have been watching that. Yes. I know you're not caught up yet, right? I am. Show. I am. Oh, you mm-hmm. finished I finished that? Milkmaids. Yeah. Like the grossest gogurt as what I saw. Oh, online. my <laughs> God. <laughs> Gross. Anyway. Don't eat yogurt during that. Don't have like steak or anything. No red meat. It's just gross. Uh, no milk. No t- don't milk. Like don't need milk. Butterscotch. Pudding, absolutely not. Or like tapioca, you might not want to <laughs> go there it, either. <laughs> it's so gross. Ew. I couldn't get past that guy's stank face. Like the stank face he was making just oh bothered my God. me. And he's that kid. He's the kid from Nip Tuck. Like the, the head, like the trans mom. What? Yeah. What's his name? I can't. Eight, oh my God. Aiden or something like that from Nip Tuck. Yeah. Yeah. That was having the relationship with his mom. 
I cannot. Yeah, it's that guy. Because I looked him up, I'm like, why does he look familiar? And then he's married to Blythe Dallas Howard, you know, from the Jurassic Park movies. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyways, total sidetrack. I watched the whole first season of Kevin Can F Himself. It's on AMC. um, So if you have AMC Plus, you can watch it on there. Um, The only reason I have AMC Plus is for Better Call Saul. But anyways, it's okay. I mean, I got sucked into it. And um, then the next and final season, I guess it's only going to be two seasons, starts like any time now. So interested to see what they do with that. Um, the resort on Apple TV, uh, you asked me about it. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It's interesting. This most recent episode is interesting, but there's like two things. It's like flashbacks and then the current thing that's going on. The flashbacks are way more interesting, which they almost always tend to be than like the Mm -hmm. main characters. So I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. care about your lives. Go back to the flashbacks, but we'll see how that plays out. And um, I'm going to skip some stuff that I put on here. It's the Sandman on Netflix. I haven't finished it. I think I'm like, if not on the last episode, close to the last episode. I'm meh about it. I don't, it's not for me. I don't know. I don't think that'll be one that I'll watch. It just it's just, I don't know. My kid might like it because he likes that comic book stuff. So I don't know. Oh, and Reservation Dog season two has come out and it's on Hulu. And if you haven't watched season one yet, why? <laughs> because it's amazing writing. It's such a cool peek into an indigenous people. Like, I don't know. The, and it really, I'm a big sucker for shows that deal with grief in real ways. And this most recent episode, like, tore me apart. It just was really, really good. So, um, called Roofing. So if you're watching or you're thinking about watching... It's a really, really, really good show. Uh, that's it. Have you watched any of the new episodes of Bluey yet? Yeah, we watched them all. I finished them all last night. Oh, we haven't watched any yet. I want to. There's one that my youngest did, like, cackled, laugh from beginning to end, like, uncontrollably. And then at the end, <laughs> oh, it's, it's called Facey Time. It's called, it's called Facey Time. And my oldest, who is 18, laughed like a loon through the whole thing. And he's like, let's watch it again because it's just so ridiculous. It's got muffin in it. It's a big muffin heavy heavy episode. And she's a crackhead. It's so so good. She's FaceTiming Bluey and Bingo and she's hogging it and won't let Socks use it. So her dad is just like chasing her through the house. So it's just her face. Just running and screaming from her dad. It's hilarious. I'm sorry, but it's hilarious. So go watch you some Bluey season three. It's good stuff. Yeah, we will. And then go watch the stuff that they cut out from Disney mm. Plus that they only allowed in yeah. Australia. Also good stuff. My kids have been watching a lot of SpongeBob. Don't ask. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, we got into that being out of town where on Nickelodeon they pretty much play SpongeBob all day long. Yeah. All, all day. All day. Yeah, it's like MTV that plays, like, ridiculousness, like, 24-7. Yeah. Like, there's no break in the ridiculousness. All right. So, let's dive into the nitty-gritty of this episode. This is a top 10 episode. I have to say that mine are not in numerical order like last time. I did not put them in any type of order like the first time I did my 10 to number one, and this is just listed out. Although I did save my favorite for last. I did my descending. I did 10 to number one, so it's going to be the countdown. So okay, you can start. All right, I will start with, it's not my number 10, but it's on my top 10. Squid Game Ooh, that's on, on Netflix. Woo! I think we will have a few repeats. I'm Probably. Pretty sure. um, so this series revolves around a contest where 456 players, all of who owe people a lot of money or, or who are in a lot of debt, are playing a series of children's games for the chance to win like a lot of money. It's billions of dollars. And our main character is the 456th player recruited into the games. And it's from South Korea. So that's a big thing. Yeah. It's based on a Korean children's game, the Squid Game. It's pretty brutal. It's graphic. I would say it's pretty graphic. And warning, there is some sex 
You know, don't be taken surprised like it's Tiffany brief. where you're watching it with with your yeah. teenage son. But I really loved it, and you really get connected to the characters and watch it subtitled. Yeah. Don't watch it dubbed right. because it's awful. <laughs> If you dub it. See, I watched it with subtitles and then my kids watched it dubbed because I started it first. You have to watch the subtitles because the language is lost. They like Americanize a bunch of stuff. And one really Mm -hmm. important thing from like the, like one of the most penultimate episodes, they change the wording and it's stupid. So yeah, I tried to watch it dubbed when I started because there's another show on Netflix, Dark, which is the only show I've ever really been able to get through dubbed instead of subtitled. It's German, but I, I just couldn't do it. I, the discontinuity between the mouth and the yeah, words, yeah. Were, were it was too much. I can't I do that. Mm-mm. Nope. So that's my, we'll call it number 10, but it's not really my number 10. That was my number eight. So we're going to skip back to my number 10, which is okay. Succession. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Uh, if you're a fan of Shakespearean tragedies and spoiled rich kids with daddy issues, it's a good show for that. Um, it is about the Logan family, who is a um, like multimedia conglomerate family, billionaires, um, led by this, the patriarch Logan Roy. On the first episode, he is announcing his retirement, and it's all been set up for forever that his first son by a second marriage, or his old eldest son by a second marriage, is going to take over the empire. But then he decides, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to retire. And yeah, I think I'm going to pit you guys against each other for who's going to take over, and it's insanity. Jeremy Strong, who plays the son that was supposed to take over, named Kendall, He's gotten a lot of crap for his acting method. Like, he's very method. Um, so, he, but he, the depression, anxiety, panic, arrogance, and desire for his father's approval can go across his face, like, in a second. You can see all those emotions in, like, one look. It's excellent. There's some silly stuff that happens. There's some shitty stuff that happens. I think there's three seasons but I pounded through it really fast. They're one-hour episodes, too. Jeez. Come just for um, Kieran Culkin, because he is great. I love him. He's such a goober, and he's such his character is such a goober, but he's great. So that's one. That's my number 10. Okay. Well, next on my list, which I have talked about several times, is Archive 81, also on Netflix. This is a show about a guy who restores videotapes and digitizes like old film media like eight millimeter films and VHSs and and restores damaged film and digitizes it and he is hired by this mysterious man to restore some video footage that was destroyed in an apartment fire and the footage is of this girl her name's Melody who's doing a documentary on this particular apartment building and all the people who live inside and kind of the dynamics of an apartment building. That's what she says the project is about. The project is actually her excuse to try to find out some information about her mother who lived in the building. And this documentary was filmed back in the 90s. And, of course, this guy, Dan, who's restoring the footage, is in current time that I don't remember when it supposedly takes place 2019 or between 2019 and 2021 I can't remember anyway so he's kind of learning about what she's learning about in the 90s in in the current day and it's got everything it's got sex cults it's got like alternate timelines bad cell phone reception it's got everything it's it's very interesting it ends on a a huge cliffhanger huge and there was supposed to be a season two but netflix has said that they are not going to do it i'm still kind of hoping that maybe something like the sci-fi channel might pick it up yeah yeah i i enjoyed it i watched it i think in two days which is unusual for me (laughs) right that's weird for you (laughs) You like to stretch things out. I can't. I don't. 
I don't. My husband is like, well, we don't want to go through it so fast. I'm like, that's that kind of what we do want to do so that we can watch the next thing. Yeah, I'm a He's gobbler. still stuck in the... I like to... <laughs> as fast as I can. <laughs> that's what I would do. When he wasn't here, I was blowing through stuff like you, you were. believe. You were, because you're like, I watched this, I watched this. Oh, Okay. I watched this whole season. Um, yeah, but he's still stuck in the, uh, you know, TGIF mentality <laughs> where you get your episode once a week and then you got to wait. It's the Thursday night lineup, you know. What else? Yeah. Okay, my nine is um, Mythic Quest on Apple TV. It's a half hour comedy. It's a workplace comedy, but it's focused on the creators of like a World of Warcraft style video game. It's created and written by Rob McElhaney who is um, Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's written by him and his sister, oddly. And it is hilarious. Uh, It's just silly workplace kind of comedy stuff. It's got a great cast. Um, Lots of side characters that are amazing. But McElhaney plays Ian, who is the creative director of this video game empire. And then, I didn't write out her name, but his, um, his best friend co-creator who's the computer coder her name is poppy and it's a lot of give and take of like he has these great ideas and she has to do the work i think it has two seasons and i think it's done now but they had a whole like part where they must have been in the middle of taping when covid went down so they have a bunch of episodes that are a lot of them are like on done over zoom which is kind of cool oh that's neat because a lot of shows were doing that at the time but the handling of the isolation and the stress of working from home it made me cry just like the overwhelming fear and uh, like poppy is the girl poppy is is by herself in her apartment um you know hasn't changed her clothes because who's to see and she's just scared and just it's really really good uh that's a one if you want a quick little binge it was like my background show for a few weeks and i liked that one i had not heard you talk about that one i, I think i, I mentioned think. it but like in maybe passing. in passing yeah 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 okay well my next on my list is you season three also on netflix i swear my all not all mine are on netflix i don't have just, a lot I from guess, netflix again this year I guess I grouped them that way because that's... I was looking at my watch history. Oh, like, yeah. What did I watch? And I was like, I'm sure Tiffany watched 800 things. And she's like, what will I put on my top 10? See, and I'm like, let, I me, keep a let running me find list. the literal 10, 10 series I did watch. I had to pull one from the from the rafters. I was like, yeah, that I'll count that one. I had a, cu- um, I had a running list and then I pared it down to 10. There was a lot of honorable mentions, I must say. I have a few honorable mentions, but they're movies because I didn't put any movies as, oh, yeah. you know, I was like doing, just doing series. So anyway, um, this is series, uh, season three, Joe and Love are married, they're raising their son in this suburb of what I'm assuming is supposed to be like L.A. And he, of course, becomes obsessed with somebody else, his neighbor. And I, I guess I'll try not to do like spoilers if you're going to go and watch this but we know from we know from season two is love is a crackhead so love is a crackhead love is crazy just like joe is so there are a lot of weird relationships in this season and the way it ends you're like how the hell is this gonna pick up on a season four allegedly that it's going to right they are coming out with the season four right i don't know Um, i think i think i saw something that they are i feel like i did i don't know i I think i did yeah because i was like how the heck are they gonna do that because it also ends on a really big cliffhanger i'll call it a cliffhanger i mean it's kind of done but you're like how does this continue if it were the end of the series you'd be like okay that's all there is of that but to continue it is going to be interesting yeah but that was another one that I think I watched in two or three days. I did too. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that whole series. The whole series makes, makes me feel gross. Did you read that article where, oh, I know I can't remember the name of the guy who plays Joe. He was talking about how the directors would give him notes on like his scenes where he was masturbating because yeah. they said that he was making it too creepy. Oh, 
Penn Badgley or something, whatever his name is. Penn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Penn. Gross. I know. Can you imagine I don't, being given I don't, notes I don't on that? I don't jerking off notes. I mean. I don't, I don't need it in the show, like, uh, but, I mean, I realize why they put it in there, because it's supposed to make him look like a creep, but they were like, it's too much. You got to pull it back a little <laughs> Do you wonder if that's like him or if it's like he was yes! like an acting choice? Because how I don't know. Because you know he's thinking that <laughs> he's going to be thinking that for forever. <laughs> he's like, I think I'll. Mm, no, I'm creepy. I don't want to. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, my eight was Squid Game, and we've covered that one. So I'm going to hop ahead to seven. Abbott Elementary. It's an ABC show, but I watched it on Hulu. So it's, you know, your normal broadcast TV sitcom, but it's not. It's actually good. So there's that. Um, It's written by and starring Quinta Bronson, who is a great comedian. I loved her. She was on the first season of the Black Ladies sketch show. It's on HBO Max. But this is about a teacher is working in a Philadelphia public school that is like economically, what's the word? They don't have money. They're poor. I don't know. I don't. I was trying for the good words and I can't think of them. But it's like... Disadvantage. Economically disadvantage. That's the word I needed. Thank you. Yeah, that makes me sound smart. Mm-hmm. So the classes are huge and the funds are lacking. And it's just great because the main character, Janine, is just... She's just so earnest and she wants to do things for these kids and give them the world. And just like... She gets shut down all the time because, like, there's no money for that. We, you know, we all want to give our kids everything, but there's just no money. But the thing, Janelle James, she plays the principal, Ava, and she steals every scene she's in. She's freaking hilarious. She's so out of touch. Like, they ask her money and she's like, hang on, let me get on TikTok a minute and I'm going to, you know. And then she just, like, makes up, like, these children are, like, living in a hovel. So give them free stuff. And the kid's like, I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. But, yeah, it's fun. It's a cute show. I think, oh, it's only had one season, but it's coming back for season two. I might have even been given the go-ahead for two more seasons. It's just been that popular, so. All right. My next one is The Boys, season three. I love it. It is uh, like a superhero show, kind of an anti-superhero show uh, by Eric Kripke, who also created Supernatural. And so by default, I have to love it. I didn't realize that there was an involvement there. hmm, That's cool. Yep. First six seasons. And it's based on a comic book series about this group of superheroes called the Seven. And then a team of vigilantes, for the lack of a better word, who are trying to dismantle this whole system, this whole Seven, this whole Vought Industries that has created the Seven. And this season is especially interesting to me because it had Jensen Ackles in it, who played a character called Soldier Boy, who was on the Seven decades ago, who they had, like, ferreted off to the Russians because he was out of control. And the this group with uh, Huey and... I can't even remember all Butcher their names now if I went, went through it. M-M, Butcher and yeah. um, M.M. Frenchie, yeah. don't forget about Oh my God, I was just getting ready to say that and then my favorite Frenchie are trying to bring him back to take down Homelander, who's like the head of the Seven. And Jensen Ackles is amazing in that role. He's such a dick, which is really interesting to watch because on Supernatural, he is the hero. And on this, he is absolutely not. This series, the filming, I don't know what it is about the way it's filmed, but it's so beautiful. It's so clear. Mm-hmm. It's The special effects are like no other show that that I am currently watching or really have ever watched. They're so realistic that I'm like, did they just explode that guy's head? I mean, I think that they might have. It's that guy's, it's that good, but, or that guy's wiener. Or that guy's, oh, or the guy's or, wiener. Um, it is not was, a show for kids. It is very violent. Very not a lot, lot of gore. A lot of superhero sex. thing. Yeah. Do not, do not show this to your children. But it's it's wonderful. Like I said, my oldest is 18, and he's like, could I watch that? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, think it's for, I don't know. I don't think it's for the best that you don't. Um, but, yeah. Or if you do, please don't tell me, because I don't. Um, 
Mm, yeah. I'm uncomfortable. We're definitely we're not gonna watch it together. <laughs> That's not gonna be a thing. <laughs> because he's a huge supernatural Jensen Ackles fan, and so he's very interested to watch it. And I just ugh don't I don't wanna I don't know about it. It's really funny to see people like on Twitter who never watched Supernatural who were just like, Wow, who is this Jensen Ackles guy? And I'm like, dude, fifteen years supernatural, right. but also he was on Days of Our Lives. That's how I originally knew him. He was a character on Days of Our Lives for years. And then when he came to Supernatural, I was like, holy shit, it's a, it's a, I can't even remember his name. Shoot, it was on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, he was this preppy dude on Days of Our Lives for forever, too. They, he has been acting forever. So if you have not had an eye on Jensen Ackles up until The Boys, you are missing out. I got a few eyes on him. He's pretty good looking. Yeah, it's pretty good. I didn't want Supernatural, (laughs) but I knew about it. I mean, it's not like I didn't know it was happening. I just haven't watched it. Exactly. Okay, you're probably got this on your list too, but mine's probably further down. Um, My six is Stranger Things season four. Yes, it is on my list. Um, on on Netflix, and if you didn't know it was on Netflix, you need to like get your shit together because like, what are you doing? I think didn't Stranger Things like make Netflix like what Netflix is now? I feel like that was like the big thing back in the day. Much. Yeah, and I think like the salary that they've offered eleven for the next season is something like the highest salary of any. TV show, streaming show ever or something mm. like that. So and she's it's like, kind of a big thing. She's like my least favorite character. <laughs> so that's like... She's I, also like 17, 18. Yeah, like, I think she's just now 18 or something like that. Wow. I don't know. Although she's freedom. been like getting in... Drake's been in her DMs since she was like 14, which is weird. That's true. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I watched the show from the beginning. Always enjoyed it. I don't know if I enjoyed last season as much as I enjoyed this season. And then season four, they split it into two parts. The last two episodes were like movie length, but it was great this season. It was worth mm-hmm. all the time. I liked it that Eleven and Mike took a back seat because they're kind of the worst and they're not <laughs> interesting to me. And the more interesting character pairings of like Max and Vecna. And Robin and mm-hmm. Steve and mm-hmm. and Eddie. Eddie Munson. If you haven't watched yet, just watch it for his guitar solo alone. Master of Puppets by Metallica. <sighs> if you aren't at least familiar with Eddie Munson, you are going to be real confused once Halloween comes around. Because you're going to mm-hmm. be seeing lots of Hellfire Club shirts. And you're going to be like, what the heck is going on? And, or a con- if you go to a con, that's going to be a huge. It's going to be a huge oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think that and... Yeah, and it, I mean, where have you been that you haven't heard, you know, Kate Bush running up that hill? I mean, Seriously. where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? So, yeah, that's my my six. All right, well, let me see. My next one on my list, because they're not really numbered, is Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders in the Building. I'm not caught up on season two. I still have that last episode to go, which is the second to last of the season. But I didn't have it on my list at all last time. I'm guessing the last I think it came out like in between. Out, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's great. It's very meta. It's about um, these three people who live in an apartment building. They're played by Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, who all really like this one particular true crime podcast. And in the first season, there's, as you would imagine, a murder in the building. And they decide to work together to try to solve this murder because... The person who was murdered was a friend of Selena Gomez's character. Um, Mabel is her name in the show. And then in the second season, they are again investigating a murder in the building. This time it's a little trickier because Mabel is a suspect in this case. It's so funny. The three of them, I mean, Martin Short and Steve Martin, you expect to kind of riff off each other and just be fantastic in these scenes. But Selena Gomez, somehow she just is in the mix. And it's like, she, I mean, she belongs there. She's, she's perfect. She's a good, like, I love that she brings, they're like a couple of old men and she brings in like, okay, dummies, this is, you know, what texting is. This is what, you know, social media is, and that's fun. And Amy Ryan, Amy Ryan is 
is what's the character's name on there? Uh, Jan. Jan. I was thinking, I was like, Jan, I was like, but she plays Holly on The Office. It can't be Jan, but I guess it is. <laughs> she's great. I think she's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And Jane Lynch, hello. She makes me laugh. I so was hard just when she shows up. Oh my God. She's so funny. I was like, I know we talk about stunt casting, but she's, she's actually perfection in that part. Uh, and I'm going to plug another podcast here who I'm absolutely positive needs my little old endorsement <laughs> here. But Only Murders in the Pod is a show that recaps each episode. But they also talk to like the writers who wrote that episode and the director and some of the actors on the show. And it is just fantastic. So I'll like watch an episode and then I'll go listen to their episode hmm. and it's it's really a cool insight into the process of making the show it's really really neat i'm a big fan of those like i mean i was i listened to office ladies i for the i like a lot of the rewatch podcast then mm-hmm. i was listening to the scrubs one and they were just like zach praff really likes to hear himself talk so i i got sick of that one and i was listening to the new girl one i was listening to the parks and rec one I've abandoned both of those. I still listen to my office ladies religiously. So I I think because they go more into the makings and the writers and stuff. The other ones are like, yeah, I was on a show and I don't remember doing this and I don't remember doing that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you yeah, could have done that's... some research, um, <laughs> but whatever. Well, I might have to look into that because I would probably enjoy yeah, that. I think you've mentioned think it before and I just haven't listened mm-hmm. to it yet. Um, Let's see. My five is The Great on Hulu. It's Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. I think that's how you say his last name. It's a genre-bending, fictionalized history portrayal of 18th century Catherine the Great's coup to overthrow her husband, Peter, for the throne, and she becomes the first female leader of Russia. It's wild. It's decadent. It's obviously, it's a historical thing, but it's like very modern day historical like they they're it's very tongue-in-cheek but it's great because she's like her whole her whole deal is that he's horrible because he is he's like an idiot man child and she like wants to throw him over and then in the first season and he does some really horrible awful things and but then in the second season you kind of like oh he's an idiot man child oh i kind (laughs) of like him so it's fun. It's a very loose grasp of history, but it's a fun watch, and I enjoyed it very much. And I can't, hope they do season three here pretty quick. All right. Well, my next one, I kind of got on a horror kick there for a while, and I was watching all the scary movies I could find on Netflix, and I had watched a few of these in the past, but I just sat down and watched every last episode of Two Senate Horror Stories, which is on Netflix. There are two seasons. There are like 20 episodes each, I think. And they're based on a creepypasta thing where you have like two sentences. And the first sentence is something kind of innocuous. And then the second sentence, like, brings it way down makes it like super creepy and so what this show does they're really short episodes they're 20 ish minutes they're all different they're all based on a on a different horror legend what they do at the beginning is they show you that first sentence and then they go through the show and then they show the second sentence at the end so it was originally I think it originally aired on the CW or either CWC like their streaming platform but then somehow Netflix got it I'm not sure how there are a lot of episodes that are awful stupid laughable they're terrible but uh, if you just want to watch one to see what the gist of it is I would recommend Squirm it's in the first season and that's probably one of that's probably the best one of both seasons not just that first season I enjoyed that one a lot if you just want to kind of dip your toe into what the whole concept is about I have like I keep looking at my list now and I'm like should I reorder it because I don't know how I feel about these last these last four are all really great like they could all be in my number one that's where we're at my my last ones I did save my best ones for last so yeah, um, but I'm 
I'm just going to kind of see where, because I feel like one of, we're going to I know, I already know what the next one is. I already know which, I know which one it is too. And I probably, and I have it ranked at like three. So I'm going to, I'm still questioning if I want to rank it higher, but we're going to, we're just going to go with it. Um, I'm going to go with four right now. It could honestly be my favorite. At this moment in time, it's my favorite because some of them I watched a while ago. This final season of Better Call Saul on AMC um, I have the AMC Plus app, which I don't think it was during Prime Days. You could get it for 99 cents for the month. And it came out just in time to finish this last season of Better Call Saul. So, ching This is obviously the prequel to the wonder that was Breaking Bad. It's all about the character of Saul Goodman and his origin story as Jimmy McGill and how he became... He started out as like an honest lawyer and how he became this atrocity to Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad. I'm going to say it right now. I honestly think that Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go on record. I think it's better. It's just, uh, I don't know. Then this last season is written so well. Each episode is only an hour long, but it could honestly be a movie. It is, the cinematography is fantastic. The writing is just incredible. It's just so good. And we're flashing back and forth from his origin story and that's all in color, like all his, the backstory. Then it jumps ahead to what happened after Breaking Bad, and that's all done in black and white. So it's, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's so good. And this is the season that Bob Odenkirk, who plays Saul, had a heart attack while filming. And so you can kind of see, sure. like, you can see. I've read a lot, a bunch of articles of what, the, what particular scene they were filming when he had the heart attack. And then now, like, what they did after, and you can see it, like, physically, how it's... That is crazy. It is. And they had, like, they had, like, a two-month break in between while he got back to health. Oh, Mm. crap. But, yeah, it's... But it's... It adds so much to it, because he's so worn down by the world that it's... I don't know how to describe it. You just have to watch it. And here's the thing. Maybe this is why I don't... I say it's better. I skipped around with Breaking Bad because I didn't watch it when it came out. And then I watched, like, I had the DVDs. And then I skipped around because I got, because Breaking Bad is a lot. It's a lot of backstory in the beginning. But I've watched Better Call Saul from the start. And I have not missed an episode. It is just so good. And Vince Gilligan, who is the creator and writer, is local to me. And he had a TV series that they tried to do here called Battle Creek about the next big town over from me and it failed miserably so there's that anyways all right well my next one is absolutely something that is not in my general wheelhouse but my friend was like you have to watch this you'd love it and by golly she was right it's called the summer i turn pretty on amazon and it's about this girl. Her name is Belly. Well, they call her Belly. It's Isabel. And she and her brother and her mother go to the mother's friend's beach house where she lives with her husband and two sons. And they go every summer. And so the kids are like really good friends. But Belly has a crush on the oldest son of the, her mom's best friend. And it's the summer where she is 15, so or she turns 15, and or maybe she turns 16. I don't remember anyway. It's not important. Uh, where she's hoping that this boy will start to see her as more of a, an object of desire and less just the little nerdy girl who comes to his house every summer. It's really cute. I typically hate stuff like this you know as like when we did the what the hell is that stupid thing on netflix called it we did oh the other the, oh. the other half the, that oh one. yeah yeah some, something oh yeah something like that with the girl and who liked the guy yeah. and was writing the letters and blah, 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 yeah. whatever it's like one of my yeah, favorite just, movies <laughs> exactly the, typically the half that's of it not, or something, something half the half of it yeah is that what it's called yeah, yeah. that's it yeah yeah, normally I hate stuff like that, but I I watched I'm pretty sure I watched this all in one day. It's based on a book yeah. and it's by the same girl that the does, series. There's the same girl that wrote the wrote the to all the boys I loved before. It's that same Okay, I never thing. heard of that. Yeah. 
But yeah, so maybe they'll be more because it wasn't really resolved at the end. But I just thought it was adorable. I loved it. And I really loved the mom's friendship too. It just, it's just really a feel good show. Even though it's like a lot of it was pretty shitty, but I've felt good about it. Does that make it a feel good show? I don't know. Okay. That's it. <laughs> I want to, I kind of want interested in watching it because I, so sometimes cute. I like that schmaltzy stuff that I'm like, Oh, Oh, I kind of wanted that little sweet. I don't know. It, it is. It's very sweet. I cried, and you know I don't cry for yeah. about anything. Yeah, and it, sure. it got me it got me there at the end. I was like, whoa. <sighs> okay. Okay. We probably share this next one. The Bear. Yay! FX for Hulu. Oh, this show, it easily could be my number one. It was, I binged uh-huh. it in a day. It's eight episodes. Um, they're all different links. The next to last episode is like 20 minutes, but it's insane and it's so good. It stars Jeremy Allen White, who you'd know from Shameless. I've never watched Shameless, but I hear it's good. Me neither. And he stars as Carmi, who is a fine dining chef who comes home to Chicago to run his late brother's sandwich shop and turn it into a successful restaurant. So he's coming from fine dining. He has a very yes chef system that he does. And there he's in this dirty little sandwich shop where people have no system and according to all my restaurant friends it is the most realistic view into what happens inside a a restaurant kitchen that's ever been seen on tv it's very Mm. very good it's stressful it's loud it's crazy it gave me insane anxiety it also made me want to cook and i hate to cook so there's that (laughs) and i love the character of sydney She's the whole reason I watched it. I mean, everybody loves Jeremy Ellen White, thinks he's so cute and stuff. I loved her. I loved her story. I loved her. I and mean, you probably have lots more to say about it, but uh, it's one of my favorites. No, I mean, that's pretty much what I'd said. I, I had noted that there were a lot of the Punisher yeah. connections in this. If you watch the Punisher, the older brother of Carmi is... Um, John uh, Barenthal. T- yeah, but what's his... Now I can't remember. Um, uh, ooh, yep. Shit. Yeah. You J- know, uh, Castle. The Castle. What's his name? Yes, yes. Uh, um, Frank. Frank. Frank Castle. Yeah, yeah and, and then Richie, who is not really, but they call Carmi's cousin in the show, is Lieberman from The Punisher. Because as soon as I saw him, I was like, wait a second, that guy looks so familiar. But yeah, it's really great. I don't know. I found myself annoyed by Sydney at times, but I, I would really like to know more about her story. Oh, and Joel, um, shoot, we're having a name issue today from The Soup. Oh, Joel McHale. Yeah, plays this really shitty chef from Carmi's past, and that took me so aback to see him in that role and yeah the the whole thing is so anxiety inducing and I only worked in a restaurant for a very brief period of time and that just cemented the fact that that was the right decision that I made in my life to get the hell out of that because I couldn't hack it it's just so good and then who's underrated is Abby what's her name plays the sister she's the guy from Schitt's Creek daughter and I can't think of what her new name is Abby Elliott, she's Chris Elliott's daughter. Roland Shit from Shit's Creek, that's his daughter, plays Carmi's sister. And she her scenes are great. It's another mm-hmm. show that's dealing with grief. And I think that's happening more and more as more shows are showing that because it used to be kind of a hidden thing. Is like, oh God, somebody yeah. died. But I love shows that deal with it. Because everybody reacts differently and it manifests in weird ways and it's really good. Yeah. And it's got Molly Ringwald in it. She like shows up for a I hot know. minute. Like, what is that? I know. Random, but love her, too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, love it, got, everything about it. I was like, it. oh, so she's going to be thinking. I was like, she never came back. All right, cool. Okay, we never saw her again. <laughs> All right. I watched it twice because I watched it by myself, and then I watched it with my husband. And we watched, like, three episodes in one night one time because, like you said, they're short and they're, like, different lengths. And that never ever happens so he was into it and when we were done he was like i'm kind of sad that we went through it so fast i'm like oh here we go we'll never do that again yeah that last episode is honestly chef's kiss oh shit it's so good it's fabulous fabulous 
The next one slash last one on my list is The Terminal List, and that's on Amazon Prime. It stars Chris Pratt, and he is a lieutenant commander in the Navy SEALs, and the first episode shows him and his team on a mission, and they're ambushed, and it just it goes sideways really, really quickly. Um, when they bring him home, they are blaming the fact that this mission went bad on bad intelligence. But the more he kind of digs into things, he realizes that this was a setup. And lots of people are involved that he was close to and trusted. And so he basically makes a list of people that he is going to eliminate. I don't know why it's called the terminal list. It should be called like the elimination list, the termination list, the kill list. I don't know why it's called the terminal list. Because you're terminal if you're on that list. That's true. Hey, that maybe that's what it is. And I just thought it was interesting that Chris Pratt was paid $1.4 million per episode. To do this show. And I think there were eight episodes. So just think about the payday. That Chris Pratt got from this. I was kind of thinking. How did they get him to do this Amazon series? And now I know. Well he's got to have a deal with Amazon. Because he did want that stupid movie a while back. That 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 future. You know go in the past thing. I don't know. Or jump to the future movie. Whatever it was. I loved him on Parks and Rec. Yeah, I loved him on Parks and Rec. I enjoy him in Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. He's got some personal stuff that I don't agree with. Like, Yeah, yeah. He's gotten weird. Yeah, he certainly did. I liked him when he was with Anna Faris. Now that he's like in with the Schwarzeneggers, I think he's weird. So (laughs) maybe that's just me. I have two left. Whatever. That's fine because I can just go into my honorable mentions after you're done with My next one is Station Eleven. It was on HBO Max. It was a book originally that was like a huge blockbuster book. And I read it like the one of the first days it came out. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't see why everybody likes it. I was super bored. It didn't make any sense to me. And then the series blew me away. I had remembered stuff from the book. And I was like, oh, that's what's happening. It's so well done. There's no reason to do another season of it because they told the whole book. And it ended really well, so I hope they don't try and make a sequel out of it because it's dumb to do that because this was, like, the perfect encapsulated thing. But it's about these survivors of, like, a flu-like virus that wipes out most of the world and they're um, struggling to rebuild. But the story is told in flashbacks and flash-forwards to the eyes of a traveling theater actress. It's really complicated to explain, but it's about this girl whose name is Kiki when the flu hits, she's a, like a little kid actor that has a little part in something Shakespeare, and I can't think of what it is. And all of a sudden, like it's like COVID, but time ten times worse. People start getting sick, and it's after the show. She's waiting for somebody to come pick her up because the handler, the, the kid handler, is taking care of her. Went to the hospital to take care of somebody. Her parents never come and pick her up. So this random guy from the audience, his name is Jeevan, says, "How about I walk you home?" He goes to walk her home. There's nobody home. And he suddenly gets a call from his sister, who is an ER doctor, saying, it's bad. You need to run. It's bad. And it's like, everybody is dying. Turns out her whole family has been wiped out. So it's just the two of them together, complete strangers. And then it's how they survive because, like, the world shuts down. And that, and they're in Chicago. And it's freezing. And then it leaps forward. I don't know. But it's all told through her eyes. And it's told through the pages of this comic book that's been, like, passed around it's so hard to explain. You just have to watch it. But each episode is told through like somebody else's view of this flu. It's really well done. The last two episodes, I don't know if I've ever cried so hard watching a show. It's really, really good. So go check that one out. So I'm done with my list. So I'm going to jump over to my honorable mentions in the movie category. And what I'll do is since you've still got one left is I will do my documentaries and then I'll do my movies after. So these are honorable mentions in the limited series slash documentary category. My number one on my list and also just my number one is Val. And I know we had talked about this before. It is 
such a good movie. I think I ended up watching it three times, and I'd like to watch it with my daughter now that she has seen Top Gun and then the new Top Gun and is familiar with who Val Kilmer is. And she's seen the movie with Laura Dan and the cheap knockoff of Lord of the Rings. Oh, Willow. Willow, yeah, They're coming out with a Willow series I'm really excited about. I I loved that movie as a kid, and then I watched it with my kids, and I was (laughs) like, oh, God, this is awful. I was like, this is great. I was like, they're watching, they're like, why do you like this? I'm like, I don't remember. (laughs) I don't know. I think because the baby was a redhead and I love the name Alora Dannon and I was like, I want that to be One of the characters in Reservation Dogs, her name is Alora Dannon. No way. Yeah, there's a whole thing about that anyways. My second on my list is Girl in the Picture. I had just mentioned this before when we were talking about I Just Killed My Father, another Sky Borgman on Netflix. I couldn't even really explain it to you. It is a wild ride from start to finish there are twists and turns and every time you think that you've got the whole story something else happens it flips it on its end and it's just it is so just devastating it's just these people who have these horrible lives just these men yes because of these men and it and not all men hashtag (laughs) not all men but these men. Just, oh Where my does God. Sky um, Borgman get these stories? Like, she get these the insane stories. Like, unbelievable. I don't know. Okay. And then my last one in this category is called Wild Crime. Oh, yeah. And it's on I Hulu. And I, had, I was really familiar with that case before that. Yeah. It's about a woman who falls to her death while on a hike with her husband. Um, but did she really fall? And it unravels from there. Anyway, those are my honorable mentions in the movie limited series documentary category. Well, when I watched this show in my running list of shows, I put a hundred stars by it. And I was like, this is my favorite show this year, no matter what. I, I refuse to like put anything else above it because I was just so taken with the show. It's Peacemaker from HBO Max. Did you really think I'm going to get through this list without naming a superhero show? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> um, this is actually a DC show, which, ew, DC, ew. I know, right? Marvel yeah. is my jam. But this is James Gunn, who is, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, but also the unabashed ridiculousness that is John Cena. I hope he's, like, never canceled because I enjoy him very much. He makes me laugh really hard. He's just so stupid. He's <laughs> just, and he owns the stupid. Like, he's great. The one liners, the, I love a good show with a good insult. It's why I loved Veep. The boys has some too, but just the one lined insults, and you can tell some of them are improv that it makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. But this is about if you watched the most recent The Suicide Squad movie, this carries over the character of Peacemaker, who was very unlikable from that movie. Same character, same actor as John Cena played him and brought him back. And he's like running his own team now, trying to save the world. He's got some great people helping him. Danielle Brooks, who was Tasty from Orange is the New Black, is in this. Um, well, Freddie Stroma, who is fantastic as Vigilante. He is the best character, I think, this year. He makes me laugh so freaking hard. And then Steve, what's his name, AG or something like that. They call him Die Beard because he dyes his beard. He's great. This one just hit my sweet spot for... Um, Superhero stuff, action, comedy. It's got heart. My kids loved it, even though there was a lot of profanity. My kids are used to profanity and violence. Plus, it features the best opening credits of any show ever. You are, it is legally required that you have to watch the entire dance thing at the beginning of the show. It's just, you just have to. You're missing out if you don't. So, that was my favorite show of whatever this has been last six months or whatever but I have lots I mean I have some honorable mentions that were good shows made the show made on Netflix I liked that one um but it was very dark and kind of triggering for me I didn't there was parts of it that like were too much so I didn't include it in my list and I really wanted to include it I think it's just it just barely got squeaked out is Sex Life of College Girls on HBO Max they're coming out with a second season written by Mindy Kaling it's funny it's great and normal people it's on hulu the book is amazing and this series is the books word for word which you 
don't see that often. Mm -mm. Very well done. That's it. Well, I'll just mention my last two honorable mentions in the movie, actual movie made for streaming category is The Atom Project on Netflix. So good. It's so good. It's Ryan Reynolds and a bunch of other people, Mark Ruffalo, everyone that you love. Zoe Saldana. Yes, Zoe Saldana. Um, it's it's great. I think I saw that one three times. It's just a perfect like, not superhero, super yeah. sci-fi. I'll call it that. But it's good. It's great. Go watch it. And then the one I just recently watched, which is also on Netflix, called The Gray Man. Oh, we just it watched that one. It stars Ryan. Um, Ryan. There's too many of these Ryans. Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Yes. And Chris Evans. And it's very uncomfortable because Chris Evans is such a creep ball in this movie. I wasn't sure how I would feel about it, but it was great. It's like two and a half hours long, but isn't every movie lately. So that's it. I have one. I mean, it's not my top ten. It's just one I watched recently. It's a documentary. It's on Amazon. It is the Kids in the Hall documentary called Comedy Punks. It's not even a documentary. I think it's a a docu-series. I think there's like three or four episodes. But it's how all about, if you love Kids in the Hall like I do, how they started, how they got huge, how they fell apart, which I had no idea that they like got in this huge fight with each other and fell apart. And then how they've come back together for the most, well, first they came back together because Scott Thompson got cancer and almost died. And then they came back together to do the new reboot that's on Amazon Prime. And my little 90s kid heart loved me some kids in the hall i used to watch it on comedy central i had no idea they had so much crap going on in their lives so it's good all right well so that gives you a list of not quite 20 because we had some overlap there but close to it new shows to check out and you can come back and send us a little message tell us what you thought about our suggestions yeah see if you agree would you put things higher are there things that we missed that we didn't talk about or maybe that we had talked about in passing that we didn't make our list they're like hey i thought you said you love this show oh yeah yeah what would be on your list what's your top 10 of things that you've watched over the last year or so you could let us know all of those things or anything literally anything in the whole wide world and you can do that in lots of different places like where Tiffany oh my gosh it's been so long let me think you can go to Facebook and Instagram check out our awesome memes at that's so original podcast you can go to our website at that's so original podcast.com you can send us an email at that's so original podcast at gmail.com. You can like and review us and follow us and pledge your devotion at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Also, why don't you go and tweet us at that's so pod? That one's a little different, but I have faith in you. You can figure yeah. it out. And I think that's everywhere. It's not everywhere. I think it's everywhere. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, did you say come to our website at that's original podcast.com? Yeah. And leave us a comment because. We got the same spam comment on like 20 of our posts. And I was like, wow, thanks, but no thanks. So if we could get like a real comment, that would be super cool. Or like Tiffany said, you could email us, find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and let us know what you want us to cover. I think we have our next thing picked. We just haven't gotten the groove back to do it, but we will very soon. And yeah, so any last parting words, Tiffany? Uh, no, no, I don't. I, I'll think of okay. something later, something witty and amusing. I got nothing. Well, I got to go turn the air conditioning back on because I think my kids are melting into a puddle up there it's cold here today oh my gosh it's well the thing about this house and living in a house that has vaulted ceilings and a whole wall of windows is that it can be really nice and temperate outside it's a greenhouse in here and it's a million degrees upstairs and none of those beautiful windows that you see outside actually open so yeah let me go save my kids 
and we will talk to you soon later at some point bye 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 bye